Hello and welcome to episode 231 of the official EstablishTheRun.com podcast. My name is Adam Levitan and I am back as I am each week this summer for another edition of Market Update. As always, this podcast is designed to get you up to speed very quickly on recent average draft position, aka ADP movement in the fantasy football market. In the show notes, you can find a free link to charts and the full article on this topic from ETR Director of Analytics and the man behind all this, Michael Leone. Note that if you're following me on Twitter, you know how important I think first-team preseason usage is in understanding it. I'll be talking to Evan tomorrow about everything we saw in Week 2 preseason and how it's affecting the rankings, so stay tuned for that. Okay, let's get into it with the biggest risers and fallers of the last seven days. And I should note that if you have our draft kit, which is just $34.99, you'll see all our rankings updating more rapidly now as we get more clarity on roles and usage. Again, we are not changing for every little bit of news, you know, stupid beat writer speculation, hot performances at camp, but we are making changes for what we think actually matters. I also want to reiterate that if you plan on playing DFS this season, your best option is our bundle product. By far, far and away, the cheapest price that you can get as you combine the draft kit with the in-season package. If you want to upgrade from draft kit only to bundle, email support at establishtherun.com. Okay, let's begin with the risers from the last seven days. Corey Davis is the top riser on underdog, up a whopping 10 spots to 95th overall. I've said all along, I think this Jets offense is going to be far more fun than people realize. You know, Zach Wilson is not boring. He is going to create, he's going to try to make tight throws, extend plays, really high ceiling offensive line, and plenty of talent at wide receiver, to be honest. And yeah, I mean, Corey Davis, former number five overall pick, was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL last season. Gets a $37.5 million contract from the new Jets coaching staff. I actually like Davis still at this ADP. We're right in line with ADP about, but I still prefer him slightly to some of the other guys in this range. Jalen Waddell, Curtis Samuel, Elijah Moore, Marvin Jones. Still in on Corey Davis despite this ADP jump. Logan Thomas is also rising up nine spots on underdog to 95th overall. I suspect this has to do with people realizing how absurd LT3's usage was last year. No tight end will be on the field more and run more routes than Logan Thomas this season. I think his target share, which was up around 18, 18.5% last season, will likely dip as Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys, Deami Brown are now in town. But that'll be mitigated by more passing volume, deeper passes, better quarterback play, from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, listen to the tight end breakdown pod for more on Thomas and that middle tier of tight ends. KJ Hamler has gone from a guy easy to get in the last round of every draft to now up in like the 170th range or so overall, rising 20 plus spots. I wouldn't take him much higher as the clear number three behind two really good players in Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, you know, in a Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke offense. Tim Patrick can play and could push KJ Hamler for snaps as well. But man, Hamler's raw speed is really something. Like, I'm not sure there's a huge difference between KJ Hamler's NFL profile and Henry Ruggs's NFL profile. Philip Lindsay has emerged as a starter in Houston, and his ADP has spiked massively, up to 127th on FFPC, 150th on Underdog. You know, Philip Lindsay, this is still an early down only back on the Stone worst team in the NFL. David Johnson's going to handle the pass down work. So, we're going to pass on Philip Lindsay at this ADP spike. And by the way, David Johnson is one of the biggest fallers this week. If he gets to around 15 or 16, I'm in on him there. Pass game role with upside for more 
if the cards break right for David Johnson. Speaking of passing on guys, Ramondre Stevenson has been very, very good in the preseason, but he's still an early down back only. And that's blocked by Damian Harris. That's blocked by Sony Michelle. Even if Sony gets cut or traded, Stevenson still blocked. So the market has pushed Ramondre up 20 spots or so. He's still not one of my favorite flyers. By the way, favorite flyer list is up in the draft kit now if you missed it. All right, let's get to the fallers. And, and everyone at this point should be aware of the Miles Gaskin situation. He's down seven spots or so across the industry as both Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed are threatening. I think this Gaskin situation is going to end out as a really good example of how important it is to be price sensitive. Obviously, Gaskin is a bad pick in the fifth round, always was, given how fragile his touches are. You know, it's at least possible that he still loses short yards to Brown and there's a committee of sorts. But in the seventh round or so, I kind of like Miles Gaskin. He's clearly the best talent on the team at the running back position, plays best in the pass game. So his ADP is one to watch, especially after preseason week two, when his usage looked much, much better. Other faller is Dallas Goddard, and hopefully you're ahead of market on this. You know, he's down 10 spots to 109th overall and underdog now. With each passing day, it looks more and more like Zach Ertz is going to stick on the Eagles. He's getting a ton of first-team reps at camp. We've been lower than market on Goddard throughout the offseason and remain that way. Because, man, when Ertz has played, Goddard's target share has dipped significantly. And we're also expecting Jalen Hurts to have plenty of bumps along the way as a thrower. So I want to bet on Dallas Goddard's talent, and maybe it'll get there as he dips even further. But I'm still going to pass at 109th right now. As for what we're watching this week is this Jamar Chase situation, Jamar Chase rhetoric. Basically, the story is he's at a tough camp. I mean, Joe Burrow has not looked great. There's been a ton of drops for Jamar Chase. There's just a lot of concern around the Bengals' offense. This is beat writer speculation, by the way, not coach, beat writer speculation that Jamar Chase could could lose some early season snaps to Auden Tate. And that would really surprise me. I mean, think about how bad the Bengals would look if they pass on Penny Sewell. Joe Burrow's out there getting killed with their offensive line. And Jamar Chase is losing snaps to Auden Tate. So, I mean, look, I, if I can get Jamar Chase in the late fifth, or sixth round, I'm jumping all over it. The setup remains elite in this offense. His prospect profile remains truly outstanding. I'm not going to let some drops in August set me off course here. All right, be sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, which is free, as we're doing a live stream of a $1,900 buy-in tonight, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Silva, Leone, and I. Should be fun. If you miss it, you can always catch the replay. For Jerry, for Leone behind the scenes, I am Adam. Good luck, everybody. Mm-hmm.